A political standoff in Bolivia sees one of its major cities grind to a halt. Almost impossible to move around just because of the number of roadblock points throughout the city. It's manageable to move about, but it still definitely carries uh, quite a bit of risk. Coming up, what's behind the protests, what's likely to happen next, and what you need to do to keep people and operations in the country safe. Exercise caution, particularly around uh, any gatherings or if they see a uh, heightened police presence. We also uh, advise avoiding going out at night. Bolivia's Political Crisis, a new podcast from International SOS. Hello, I'm Paul Osborne. The timing of a census rarely prompts angry protests, but demands for one in Bolivia have brought a city to a halt and seen riot police deploy tear gas on the street. Protesters in Santa Cruz are demanding the government stage a nationwide census next year, claiming the delay is to slow the reallocation of both state resources and seats in Bolivia's Congress. At a rally earlier this month, Santa Cruz Governor Luis Fernando Camacho told crowds that the people were peaceful, hard-working, rebellious and brave, but wouldn't end protests until officials moved forward the census. Bolivia's president, Luis Arce, has offered to bring forward the census to March 2024 and to speed up the redrawing of the country's electoral map. But for now, the protests remain, and they're having a big impact on daily life in Santa Cruz. To find out more, I've been speaking to David Quispe, International SOS's lead security analyst for South America. He's in Santa Cruz and told me that to understand the protests, you need to learn a little bit about Bolivian history. I can see how it can seem odd or or very surprising as to why a a census has had such a big impact and and led to violent protests, particularly uh, for Santa Cruz, which currently is uh, the largest department in terms of population as well as in economic output. But it wasn't always that way. Uh, Santa Cruz is actually almost accidentally a part of Bolivia when the country formed. And it was always seen as the the outback of the country, kind of outcast from the Andean region, which was the center of politics and the the country's big mining business. But as time passed, Santa Cruz and its uh, fertile lands for agriculture, as well as migration trends, internal migration trends within Bolivia, led Santa Cruz to become the country's premier uh, economic engine as well as uh, its largest population center. And so there's this concern that uh, Santa Cruz isn't properly represented within the the country's political system. Add that to the fact that Santa Cruz has typically been a staunch opposition for the current uh, government, which has been in power for much of the past two decades. Uh, And you have a a recipe for a a situation like the one we've seen uh, with a series of of protests uh, calling for this uh, census to be held. It was supposed to be held this year. The government has stated that due to the COVID-19 pandemic, there have been logistical issues with scheduling and and carrying out uh, the census, which in Bolivia is done door by door to supposedly every person in the country. The government's plan was to postpone until 2024, uh, and that has drawn the ire of uh, Santa Cruz's regional leaders. And that's how we ended up with these strikes and these roadblocks, which presumably have had 
a pretty big impact, not least in terms of food and fuel shortages. Definitely. We have to understand that that protest tactic also kind of within the history of Santa Cruz's development. So as I mentioned previously about Santa Cruz being kind of an outcast uh, within the country, what its leaders would do back when it wasn't very big or, or strong was leaders of different sectors, transportation, business sectors, uh, political leaders would kind of come together to organize these strikes and try to paralyze or, or stop uh, all movement and business within the department as a means to call attention to the national government. In 2019, this strike measure led to kind of the forceful resignation of Bolivia's previous president, Evo Morales. In this case, uh, it has provoked counter demonstrations. Sectors that are opposed to the, the Santa Cruz regional leadership have said, all right, if there's going to be a strike, then it's going to be a full strike. Not only are people not allowed to just generally travel, but we're also not going to allow food, fuel, uh, things like that to come in. So it's having an impact on a lot of people. Let's talk about the impact on businesses based there. Presumably, uh, it's it's quite significant. Most definitely. So especially within the early days of the strikes, uh, it was almost impossible to move around just because of the number of roadblock points throughout the city. Most recently, within the last week, just kind of due to the the slow deterioration and people's need to get around and work, uh, open their businesses. It's manageable to move about, but it still definitely carries uh, quite a bit of risk. A lot of these roadblock points have kind of turned into uh, informal tolls, so people will let you pass, but uh, a lot of times they'll charge you and kind of threaten you uh, if you aren't willing to pay up. In other situations, we've seen reports of, uh, of protesters attacking journalists, attacking Uh, passers-by. And logistically, it's been a nightmare because you can imagine cargo or or freight having to move through uh, several different roadblock points. Uh, It's really been a large hit to to the economy uh, and to travel. There's been impact uh, to uh, travel to and from the airport. Airport operations have remained normal. Again, those uh, challenges with the roadblock points uh, make it difficult and, and tricky to be able to get about. So what is the current advice for people who are in Santa Cruz? So people who are currently in Santa Cruz uh, should continue to liaise with uh, local contacts and their, their trusted partners that they have in the city. This is really going to be the main way that they can carry out uh, any sort of business operation is to understand what routes are available and safest in terms of, uh, of passage, coordinating with the Santa Cruz Com- Civic Committee, uh, if at all possible, uh, who are the, the organizers of the strike and can a lot of times mitigate some of the risks uh, in terms of coordination for routes uh, that can be utilized for, for different businesses, particularly if they're in uh, sectors involving uh, food production, uh, certain industrial businesses as well, uh, have been seen more, more favorably in terms of being allowed uh, to operate. Otherwise, people uh, within the city, as long as they're within the inner four rings of the city, can typically continue to go about their day, just exercise caution, particularly around uh, any gatherings or if they see a heightened police presence. We have seen some reports of clashes between demonstrators and the police, although these have typically been in more outlying areas of the city where protesters and and counter demonstrators can scuffle. We also uh, advise avoiding going out at night. Uh, during the duration of the strike, just because this is when we see more of these uh, incidents that can sometimes end up in in violence uh, at these protest points. So that's the advice of people who are in the city. Presumably those outside the city should probably uh, delay plans to travel there. That is correct. Unless you have an essential reason to travel to the city, then we do recommend uh, delaying any non-essential trips 
due to the, the complexity of moving around, as I mentioned, and the incidental risks you can face by going through roadblock points. Um, it's really a, a complicated situation. There's also still intermittent shortages of, uh, of fuel, particularly. People have been kind of hoarding uh, and reselling you know, gasoline and diesel, and that is still probably going to take a while to normalize. Now, we heard earlier the demands of Santa Cruz's governor and the president's offer of a census in 2024, which is later than the protesters are demanding. How do you think this standoff is likely to end up being resolved? Right. So part of the reason this has dragged on so long is the uh, the Santa Cruz leadership and the, the central government, neither side has been willing to cede in its position. They've kind of been playing a, a game of chicken, seeing who is uh, finally going to cede. And it looks like at this point, the the strike measure has been so drawn out and a lot of people are just very tired of the situation. It seems that Santa Cruz's regional leadership is very close to kind of accepting this uh, negotiation, which although the census date itself is later than they have been demanding, uh, the central government seems to uh, have opened the possibility of the results kind of being sped up and applied in terms of the allocation of funds, as well as the redistribution of political representation prior to the 2025 elections. So I expect that during the course of this week, that will become much clearer and uh, definitely provides hopefully an off-ramp, but this is definitely something that is going to have implications in the the medium to longer term as well. So while there may be some movement in the days ahead, do you think that means that the situation will calm down? It may calm down in the immediate future compared to how we've uh, seen the last few weeks play out, but this antagonism between Santa Cruz and and the rest of the country, or at least the central government, has been exacerbated, and um, fortunately, I don't see that uh, improving in the the medium term. So we're likely to see uh, further protests, measures like this one, the the strike, usually 24 to 48 hours uh, is how they start off. So this is something that clients and and travelers in Santa Cruz uh, will need to be somewhat familiar in navigating uh, and understanding perhaps when the situation might become prolonged and the the risks and complications that 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 may pose. David Kispe, lead security analyst for South America at International SOS, speaking to me from Santa Cruz in Bolivia. Well, clients can get the latest updates on the situation there by heading to our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can also find out more about our network of assistance centres, available to clients 24-7. But for now, thanks very much for listening. And until next time, goodbye.